You're probably looking behind me and you're seeing a bunch of names that are up on the wall, and I want to explain kind of what this is about. We are in a year-long series on the names of God. And we wanted to put those names up there so every time you come to worship, you can be reminded of how really great uh, God is. When you know his name, you know his character. And so this wall is going to be filled up by the end of the year, and uh, it's a beautiful demonstration of who God is. Uh, today's a name that is a little odd, a little different, and I've been in ministry for about 40 years. I have never talked about this name, ever. And it's right to my right and to your left, it's the Revealer of Mysteries. Now, when I first saw that, I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to preach on that. That is just a little odd and a little different. But I'm glad as a church that we don't avoid things that we don't understand. I'm glad that's okay for us to go on a journey and kind of discover some new things that we've never looked at or never really known. And so today's one of those days. And in a few moments, we're going to end it with baptism, and it's going to be really, really cool. But we're going to talk today just for the next couple minutes about the God, the revealer of mysteries. Now, if you'll get your notes out, and you can see, and you can follow along this morning with me. And by the way, how many are with me? Let me hear a big amen. You will see that the first mention of this name is in Daniel, and the official name is Gial Raz, and it was found in Daniel chapter 2, verse 47. And the king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you were, you were able to reveal this mystery. So that is the first mention of God's name as the revealer of mysteries. How many know that life is filled with mysteries? And there's a lot of mysteries that are kind of, I'll say, they're kind of they're funny. And then there's a lot of mysteries that are maybe not so funny. For instance, when we're walking through a door, it's a mystery to me that people say heads up when they really should be saying, duck your head. Another mystery is why do we press harder on the remote control when you know that the battery's dead? <laughs> why is it that when we say the alphabet and we get to LMNOP, we say it so fast? That's a mystery to me. Why is it called chicken fingers when chickens don't really have fingers? Amen. In school, why do we grades A, B, C, D, F? What happened to E? It's a mystery. Why do they call apartments, call them apartments when they're all stuck together? Why do, why do they call it the Department of Interior when everything they take care of is outside? That's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to me that you can tell a man there's 400 billion stars in the sky. When you tell him that the bench has wet paint, he's got to touch it. That's a mystery to me. Why is lemon juice mostly filled with artificial ingredients and dishwashing liquid has real lemons? <laughs> and the real mystery of all time is, why doesn't Tarzan have a beard? <laughs> now, those are funny mysteries. But I think if we were all honest uh, today, we would all realize that life is filled with 
a lot of mystery that is not so funny. It's not a funny mystery when your aunt dies of breast cancer. It's not a funny mystery when a friend that you love is tragically killed in a car accident. It's not a funny mystery when a child turns their back on God and turns from the faith. It's not a funny mystery when a family goes through a divorce and the family is split with heartache and pain. The loss of a job, a bankruptcy, a moral failure. It's not, it's not a funny mystery when you see evil people prosper and good people suffer. It's not a funny mystery when you see a child get sick. 9-11 is certainly not a funny mystery. Life is filled with mystery. And as crazy as this life is, God has given us a name that says to us, he is a revealer of mystery. Now, as we talk in these next few moments, I want you to just identify what your mystery is. I want you to see yourself putting in your hand the one thing you want to ask God and you want to get an answer for. And I don't, I don't make up the rules. I don't have all the answers. I have never talked about this in all of my ministry. But I really do believe that God is a God who wants to answer the mysteries that you have in your life. And I want to ask you a question this morning. What is your mystery? And I can't promise that God's going to answer it. I can't promise that you're going to get the answer you're looking for, but I do believe that God's word is filled with examples of times when God reveals mysteries to his children. Look in your notes. A mystery is something that is, that is secret. It is something that is, remains unexplained or unknown. And whatever your mystery is today, I want you to not run from it, not avoid it, not try to escape or cover it up. But I want you as a child of God to believe, God, I've got a mystery. God, I've got a question. God, there's something I want an answer for, and I want to know why, and I'm going to ask you to reveal it to me. And I'm hoping God does. He may not. And whether he reveals a mystery to you or not, we are still going to live by faith, and we're going to follow him and all God's people said. So we're going to go to a story real quick. We've only got a few minutes because we're going to have a wonderful time of, of baptism. But I want to take you to a, to a Christmas story. I've got some great news for you. Christmas is 109 days away. And so my name is Scott George. I'm here to help you. And I'm reminding you, you've got 109 days to get ready for Christmas. But this... Bible is filled with incredible stories, and this story is just not a Christmas story. It's a story that explains to us how God reveals mysteries to us. And it's found, and you'll see in your notes, it's found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. If you're with me, let me, let me hear an amen. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant 
through the Holy Spirit. Let's stop right there. We usually only hear this story Christmas time, and I, I wanted to bring this story up because it's a beautiful illustration of how God reveals mysteries. And here is one of the biggest mysteries known to man. Joseph, you're engaged to Mary, and Mary is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but that's a little crazy. I want to be sensitive. I understand this is a holy topic, but like, do you remember what it was like when you got engaged? It was fun. You were, you were like optimistic. Uh, Tammy and I got engaged in 1984. We got engaged in a hot air balloon. And it was magical. I'm taking her next month to uh, Albuquerque to the International Balloon Festival. We've always wanted to do that. And we're going to join, watch this, 800,000 people over a two-week period. We're only going for a few days. But we're going to go to the balloon festival to kind of relive that beautiful moment when we got engaged. When we got engaged, man, it was blissful. It was wonderful. And I feel sorry for Joseph. Because in the midst of a, what's supposed to be a beautiful time, he gets this bomb dropped on him. Joseph, the one you're engaged to is pregnant, and you're not the father. How would you like to put that on Facebook? Wouldn't go over real well. Good, would it? Mary's pregnant, and I'm not the father. The father is the Holy Spirit? That's crazy. You talk about a mystery. And here's Joseph, confused, unsettled, unsure, and one of the greatest times of his life is an angel comes to him and says, Mary's pregnant and you're not the dad. You talk about a mystery, that's a major mystery. Are you all with me today? It's a crazy story. Well, look what happens. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose to her to public disgrace, he had in mind to quietly divorce her. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Everyone say dream. In the midst of his confusion and, and, and anger and uncertainty, in the, in the middle of his mystery, watch this, God shows up and says, I'm going to reveal a mystery to you. He showed up in a dream. Joseph, son of David, I love these next four words. Do not be afraid. You know, when you're facing one of your greatest life's mystery, I think one of the first reactions is fear. Unsure about the future, unsure about what it means, unsure about the complexity of this mystery. And, and the angel said to Joseph, the first word is, do not fear. Church, I've got a word for you today. The word is, do not fear. If you're holding in your hand a mystery, God doesn't want you to be in fear. He wants you to live by faith. And in the midst of that mystery, God reveals to Joseph a little bit more of the details. And here he goes, says, do not fear to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Watch this, church. He didn't even have the, the, the privilege of naming 
his own son. God said, I want you to name him Jesus because he will save people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. And the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Everyone say that name with me. Emmanuel. See, we only hear that name in the month of December. It's a beautiful name. It's not on the wall yet because it's not December yet, but Emmanuel is a beautiful name. Watch this, church. Emmanuel means God is with us. And that was the very thing that Joseph needed to hear in the midst of his mystery was not all the answers, not all the pieces of the puzzle come together. He just needed to know, God, are you with me? And God said to Joseph, I am Emmanuel, I am with you. As you're here today, wondering why your aunt died of cancer, or why your friend was killed in a car accident, or why your son has to go through tragedy, in the midst of your holding that mystery, you have got to be reassured that God is with you. His name is Emmanuel. God is with you with us. I love that song. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, his name is called Emmanuel. God with us, revealed in us, his name is called Emmanuel. Sometimes in the midst of your mystery, you just have to know that God is with you. In the middle of his confusion and anger and questions, God reassured him through the angel, I am with you. And then look what happened when Joseph was confirmed that God was going to be with him and he wasn't going to be by himself. Look at the next phrase. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. I love that. He was empowered to do the impossible because he knew that God was with him. And if God was with Joseph, he's with you. In the midst of your mysteries, you and I need to be reassured that God is with us. Let's unpack this just for a, a few more minutes. We've only got a few more minutes. How are mysteries revealed? How is God going to reveal to you mysteries? By the way, how many of you are here today and you would say, Pastor Scott, I've got a mystery that I would like to have an answer for. Can I see your hand? Yeah, just about everybody. How are mysteries revealed? Number one, mysteries are revealed by you and I simply and humbly asking God. I love that. Sandra talked about this with the kids this morning. Jeremiah 33, 3, call on me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. John R. Stott said this, God hides himself from the intellectual elite but reveals himself in Christ to those who will humbly seek him. So if you have a mystery, I would tell you today, humbly and simply ask God to reveal that mystery to you. He is a revealer. Of mysteries. Number two, how are mysteries revealed? They're revealed when you believe God to shed light into darkness. Everyone say light. You shed light into darkness. Look at Job chapter 12, verse 22. He reveals the deep things of darkness 
and brings utter darkness into light. One of God's name is, he is the light of the world. And if you have a mystery that's dark, I believe that God can bring light into that situation. Every, uh, every November, I do something that's kind of uh, out of character for me. I've, um, I've done it for about, about 12 years. And that is, I go, I go deer hunting every November in Virginia. I don't know why I like it. It's just that I like putting camos on. I like putting boots on. I like the cold weather. And I go up there with Pastor Will Fillingham, and he's got all the guns. He's got everything that, 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 that you need. And I just simply go up there, and for, 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 for five or six days, I become a, a redneck, and it's fun. First time he took me hunting, it was 4 o'clock in the morning. I had all the gear on. Austin was with me. And Will drives out in the middle of this woods, and you can't see a thing, and it's cold. And Will hands me all the gear that I need, and he says, okay, go down the hill and look for the tree stand. I'll be back in five hours. (laughs) And he drops me off in the middle of the woods. And I mean, it is dark, it is cold, and the first time I was scared to death. All I was thinking was, there's bears all around. And here I am walking in the middle of this darkness, and I was petrified. I wanted to do it, but yet it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. But Will gave me a little tool that brought a lot of comfort to me in the middle of my fear and anxiety. And it was this little flashlight. When I turn this thing on in the middle of those dark, dark woods, this little light brought so much peace and comfort to my weary soul. And I walked carefully, this little light guided me, walked all the way down the ravine, over the fields, and finally found the tree stand. And when I got up there, I was like, God, thank you for this little light. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Watch this. Life is filled with darkness. There's mysteries that are dark to you and me. And we simply ask God, God, would you please shed light on my darkness? How many know that a little bit of light can make a big difference in a dark world? If you're faced with darkness, if you're faced with things that you can't see and you don't know, simply and humbly just ask God to shed light on the dark area in your life. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. Amen. Point number three, how are mysteries revealed? Well, I believe this is the most powerful one, and I believe this is the way that God really, really reveals mysteries. You diligently seek God's word. God's word is our map. God's word is our guide. Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I personally believe that God's word is the majority way that God reveals mysteries to his people. It's through his word. This is your map. This will guide you and hopefully reveal mysteries that you do not know. We were up in uh, North Carolina a couple weeks for uh, a week of therapy for Austin, and I was reminded of the beauty 
of my phone in the GPS system. I was in a new city. I had never been there before, but that little phone and the GPS was heavenly. I was able to find everything like a pro. It was like I'd been living there for 50 years. Why? Because that GPS was a beautiful guide for me. Now, if you're under 40, this is something I've got here today. I'm going to illustrate this. and This is called a road atlas from Rand McNally. <laughs> Whose idea was it to make a map this hunkin' big that you've got to look at while you're driving? <laughs> and back in the 60s and the 70s, we used this thing to guide us and to get us where we needed to go. So people are driving down the road 80 miles an hour with a map driving. God's word, his holy word is your guide. Search the scriptures, and ask God to allow his word to be your guide and to answer some of the questions that you have. It's in his word, and all you have to do is look for it and search for it. My question to you today is, how bad do you want the answer? If you want it bad, opening God's word is one of the best ways to get you where you need to go. Search his word. Number four, if you're still with me let, me, let me hear another amen. How do mysteries are revealed? You've got to be open to God-given dreams. Just like Joseph, you've got to be open to God showing up in a dream. Now, I know you're looking at me like, oh, Pastor Scott, now you're, now you're really crazy now. Now you're talking about dreams. God's going to speak to people in dreams? Look in Acts chapter 2. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. In Joseph's case, God showed up in a dream. And many times, God will show up to his children in dreams to reveal the mysteries that we have. Now, you folks know I'm not crazy. You're supposed to say, yes, Pastor Scott, we know you're not crazy. Had a good time to say amen. I had a God-given dream when I was about 15 years old. Doesn't happen often. Really hasn't happened since. I was uh, struggling in my faith. Uh, my dad was a pastor. We were going to Calvary Assembly, the big church. Bruce and Lisa were there, and obviously Tammy and her sister Tia were there. It was a great church, and Carol and, and Debbie, a lot of people going to Calvary Assembly. I was struggling with my faith, and one night out of nowhere, I had a dream, and God spoke to me, and he said this. He said, tomorrow, I'm going to reveal to you that I'm real. Now, how many know, at 15 years old, you don't make that stuff up. I mean, that's crazy for a 15-year-old to think that. But sure enough, I'm going to show you tomorrow that I'm real. I'm going to reveal to you my glory. So I didn't really know what to think. It was kind of crazy to me. Felt like Joseph. I'm like, wow, that's weird. The next day, we were at, at home living on the 1816 Rock Lake Drive. It was a, it was a cold 
uh, cold night, and, and we were all watching TV with the fireplace on. And my dad, you, many of you know my dad, he said, Scott and Chris, you guys run out in the rain and go grab some firewood. And so Chris and I ran out, grabbed the firewood, and I came in first, and I shut the door, the uh, glass door behind me, not realizing Chris was behind me, and Chris had his coat over his head with the firewood, and he ran right through that Florida sliding glass door. He only had four stitches. But, and that was back in the day, too, where the glass did not shatter. That was back when the glass was, it could have been disastrous. Disastrous. But at that moment, I remember the night before God was saying to me, I'm going to show you I'm real. And I'm going to reveal to you my glory. Don't be opposed to God showing up in your dreams to reveal mysteries to you. Number five, how does God reveal mysteries? He reveals mysteries through embracing the gift of prophecy. Embracing the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is a, is a, a, a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's in the Bible. Look in your notes. I'm going to give you three scriptures there. They're all there. And this is, is talking about the gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Now, let me ask you a question. What do you think he means when he says, Belial, I want you to pursue the gift of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy? I think what he says to us is he wants us to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Now, you can't mark this out. You can't cross it out. You can't avoid this. It's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to his church. And the word prophecy simply means to speak under the inspiration. There will be times in your walk that God will bring godly men and women to speak into your situation. It's a gift of the Spirit, and Paul wrote to the church, I want you to, to desire the gifts of the Spirit. Look a little further, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. The one who prophesies edifies the church. When you see the gift of prophecy in operation, it always builds people up and it fills them with comfort. And one of the ways that God reveals mysteries is through the gift of prophecy. I know that's scary. I know it's a little weird, but it's in the Bible. And as your pastor, I want you to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit so that you can be a blessing to other people. How many know there are people out there that are hurting? There's people out there that are confused. There's people out there that are walking in darkness, and they need a church. They need a people that are using the beautiful gifts that God has given us to shed light into people who are walking in darkness. Last week, I, I spoke at, uh, at, at a church on a Wednesday night. It's out in Apopka. It's called Thrive Church. 
Tia, you know uh, Kevin Craig. I've known Kevin Craig for 40 years. Kevin was in my youth group as a, as a, as a teenager at Winter Park High School, and he's been pastoring that church. And Bruce and Lisa, you know Kevin Craig really well. He's coming in a couple weeks to speak. He had me speak on a Wednesday night. And there's probably 150 people there. So I'm just I'm studying a little bit during the day, just trying to figure out what I'm going to say. And out of nowhere, God just drops this thought into my heart. He says this, Scott, there's going to be a woman there who's facing a brick wall, and she can't get through that wall, and I want you to tell her that she can't break through that wall, only I can break that wall, and if she will stay close to me, I will break the wall and give her the victory and the breakthrough that she's looking for. Now, how many know that's, that's pretty good news? How many know that if you're walking in darkness, that's good news? And so I was like, okay, God, I'll say. And then he said this. And by the way, he said this. He says, because I said to him, all right, God, you've got to show me who she is because I don't know these people. I mean, I'm, I'm, they're all new to me. I don't. He says, don't worry about it. I'll bring her to you. All right? So I'm sitting on the front row getting ready to speak, and I'm minding my own business, don't know anybody, and all of a sudden this woman walks up to me, and it was someone that I married 30 years ago. And as soon as she walked up, God says, there she is. And I'm sitting on the front row, and all I said to her was, Suzette, there's a wall in front of you, and God's going to knock it down for you, and all you have to do is follow him. And she broke down in tears. She started to weep. What happened? God revealed a mystery to her through the gift of prophecy. It's a gift of the Spirit, and God wants to use you to speak under the inspiration and help reveal mysteries to people that are walking in darkness. The gift of prophecy. Bruce, come up to the keyboard, if you will. Two more, real quick. Number six, how does God reveal mysteries? He uses trusted friends. You can confide in trusted friends, and they will help sometimes to uncover mysteries that you have. Are y'all with me? Proverbs chapter 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. There will be a time in your life when you will be faced with a, a mystery and God will bring you friends that will see things a little bit differently and they, they will be able to help you and guide you through that dark time that you're faced with. Jared, can I use you just for a second? Come on up here real quick. I want to, I want to illustrate this. Spend your life developing close relationships, because there will be a time in your life when all hell breaks loose, and you're in the darkest of moments, and you're going to need friends to help you uncover mysteries in your life. When you're going through a crisis, you don't have time to start developing relationships. You've got to have them already in place. You have had to invest in people, year after year after year, 
and you have a relationship so that when you're faced with adversity, they're there, and many times they can help you and walk you through a dark situation. I've seen it happen in my life. By the way, next week will be year number four that our family was faced with, a, with a, an unimaginable mystery. And it was close friends. It was trusted confidence. People in this sanctuary, people outside that were there, and they saw things that I didn't see because God sometimes will use friends to help you get a mystery solved. And I see it like this. All right, Jared, uh, I'll do this for me. I want you to hold in your hands that mystery. And there it is. And you've got one, and so do I. We all have got mysteries. Now watch this. You're in the thick of it, and all you see is this. And it can be really, really overwhelming. But watch this. When God brings people into your life, they will surround you, and they will have a different perception than what you have. See, I see things differently. Jared's looking at it one way, and I'm over here, and I see things totally different. A friend comes behind him, watch this, and he sees things what? Totally different. He could be closer. He could be over here. My point is God will bring you friends with a different vantage point, a different vista, a different perspective, and when you trust them, they can speak what they see from their perspective. You've got to have friends who love you enough and care enough for you to share with you what they see. And with their advice and their insight and their wisdom, it gives you the ability to see this in a different way. Friends are born for adversity. Start now developing those relationships because there's no way you're going to be able to get victory. There's no way you're going to see this mystery solved by yourself. God will use people to come alongside of you to help you get that mystery solved. Trust friends that God will bring in your life to help you see things that you don't see. Thank you, Jared. Good job, buddy. Give Jared a hand. Number seven, we're going to close. Sometimes you just have to live by faith. You're never going to get the answer you're looking for. You may never get the dream. You may never get a prophetic word. You may never get the scripture that perfectly fits your situation. And you simply just have to live by faith. Since humans have limited capacity, God has given us the ultimate gift. It's called the gift of faith. Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord. With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he's going to make your path straight. For some of you here today, you may never get your answer. But I would encourage you to simply live by faith. I've heard this said a million times, and I've said it a million times myself. One day when I get to heaven, God and I are going to have a talking to. How many have ever said that? I'm going to sit down with God, and he and I are going to have a talk. 
I've said it. I used to believe it. I don't believe that anymore. Because the Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, the last few verses of the Bible, God's Word says, and when we get to heaven, He's going to wipe away every tear. No more heartache, no more sorrow, no more pain. Can I tell you something, church? When you get to heaven, you're not going to ask God what happened to me when I was on earth because there's going to be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sickness. We're going to be in the beautiful presence of the Lord. Until we get there, we're going to live by faith. Walking, even when we don't feel like it, trusting God. I love that word, trust in the Lord, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. And when you come to me one day and say, Pastor Scott, I've got a mystery. I've got something I want to ask God. I'm simply going to say, just trust God and live by faith. And when we live by faith, God will one day wipe away every tear, no more heartache, no more pain, no more sorrow, because we're going to be in the beautiful presence of the Lord forever. Thank God he's a revealer of mysteries. And I want to believe with you today that whatever mystery you're faced with, that you use the steps that I gave you to help you believe that God's going to reveal these things to you. And if he doesn't, we're going to live by faith. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs>